0: The Timeless Podcast Company present this podcast in immersive sound design.
2: Welcome to the Did I Ever Tell You the One About MF Doom podcast. In episode one, we talked about my early journeys into Long Beach and meeting the guys And in this episode, we're gonna talk about how we formed not only a group of guys, but a posse, the Get Yours Posse, and how KMD was formed. From 1985 to 1987, hip hop in New York was really about the boroughs. Brooklyn had Cutmaster DC, Houdini, and many others. Including the Bad Boys with their big hit Inspector Gadget. Queens had LL Cool J, and of course, Run DMC. But Long Island was just, as far as we were concerned, another part of the state. That wasn't until 1986, 1987, and 1988, when artists like the JVC Force represented us with a big record called Strong Island. And of course, The legendary Eric B. and Rakim came out with Eric B. for president in 1987, followed by EPMD from Central Iceland. All of a sudden, Long Island had a rep in the streets, and we felt that we, as a group and a collective, were also going to be right around the corner. The reason that I hung out in Far Rockaway and Long Beach was because I wanted to feel important, and I wanted to feel like I was bigger than I was with the two previous independent singles that I put out. And my crew in Long Beach showed me the love and respect that I felt like I deserved. When I started my rap career, I was always MC Search because I was always on a search for something, searching to belong and on a search for these skills that would propel me in hip hop culture. And I believed that I had found my crew in GYP and that I didn't have to search any longer. While Long Beach, Long Island was a sleepy town, it was active in all aspects of the culture of hip hop, especially with my crew, the Get Your Posse. Doom, before he was called that, had a graffiti name called Art, but he was also quite a break dancer. Here's his brother, Dimbaza, to explain.
3: And he also had different names or a different name when he was breaking, he was a popper. So Brock was a break dancer with floor work and all that. Doom was a popper, he would stand up and pop. I was a one trick pony, I had a moonwalk that thankfully a lot of people liked. So I was able to find a little lane for myself. The
2: Doomalays' neighbor, Derek from Long Beach.
1: My family moved to Long Beach in 1973 and we moved on a house down a block from Doom and him. I'm a little bit older than he is, but you know, uh, as I got older, I started seeing him out. Um, his mother followed very religious. So, you know, basically we were those porch-type kids. You couldn't go off the porch. If you got off the porch, you had to be in the house by the lights coming on on the street. We'd sit on each other's porch and hang out, chill. And when the culture started changing, he really got, it, him and his brother got into music. And when they got into music, it was the era of when break dancing came about we had battles on the boardwalk, battles up at Kennedy Platters in front of City Hall, um, going to see Beach Street, looking at that stuff. Um, and before that, there was a movie called Wild Style that came out, and we went to the movies to see the movie Wild Style and how those guys were spinning and rapping, and you know, you could just see like something about these kids that they were gonna take on a new thing in their life when it came to music.
2: Doom's longtime friend and a member of the GYP as well as the Mr. Hood character on the cover of the KMD album, Mr. Hood himself.
1: We had um, Met and Otis, which is third base dancers from MC Search. Um, we had uh, E-Double. We had uh, J-Cress and Deke, the Boogeyman dancers. We had, of course, um, uh, Onyx um, from KMD. Sub so Rock, MF Doom Brother, man, God bless him, god no a sense. And um in few other Cas Diego, we had uh Jess, we had um Heck, we had G Wiz. number of guys that we always uh, you know hung out with and went to all different kind of parties
3: the get Party posse started um just off of teenagers walking around feeling like the same way dressing a little bit the same snapping with each other having a good time laughing together doom's very good at getting people together that was his idea that was his way of saying hey i got a squad or, or let's all stick together he has those visions you know that i can't I can uh say that I I I saw the whole thing from the start. And um I w- I w- I would peg that at uh 87 going to 88. You know, as soon as you got somebody like Deek and Andre, then you get Rob Johnson easily cuz they hang together. They probably fought together. Um and then you know, it expands from there, you know, um Shimon, who's Mr. Hood on the album cover and then um and we're still together the gyp is still together
0: onyx from kmd the faith of islam is one of the things that brought me into brotherhood with sub rock and doom when i converted to islam they were the only other muslims that i knew in town so it was nothing to pass down this block and see my brothers doom and dinga always on their porch with a couple other friends from the get yours crew on skateboards, doing graffiti, coming back from runs, grabbing comic books, you know, just into the, the culture of hip hop. Video Music Box's own Ralph McDaniels
2: remembers Islam in New York like this.
4: Yeah, in New York City, Islam was a, um, was a major um, spiritual movement. You know, the Nation of Islam and um, and Malcolm X and Elijah Muhammad, and um and that
1: who taught you
0: to hate the texture of your hair who taught you to hate the color of your skin to such extent that you bleach to get like the white man
4: the nation of islam had these restaurants called steak and take back in the days and they were i don't know if they were around the country but i know in new york and new jersey they were pretty Prominent. like they were almost like McDonald's, you know, and you could go there and, and the brothers of the Nation of Islam and the sisters would serve you the food and it was healthy food, you know, fresh. And, you know, and that was the vibe. Probably in high school, I was introduced to the um, 5% Nation because, you know, that was younger guys that were kind of a faction of the Nation of Islam and kind of broke off and did their own thing. And um, with Clarence X, and so, um, we had all kinds of, you know, uh, how can I say, uh, hoops to jump through to get past the 5% because <laughs> they would ask you, you know, what's today's mathematics, brother? And, and I wasn't down with nation would, um, with the 5% nation. So I'd have to be like, Oh, what's today's mathematics, you know? And so that was like coming up. I remember that very clearly. And then. I think it was around the time when I started video music box is when I I got familiar with um the Ansuru community. And so um they were part of an organization that a brother named Dr. York started. And 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 that was very strange to me because Dr. York was making like R&B records and he would send me videos of like ballads, but it was the same guy's face on all of the um the literature from the Ansuru community and I was like how is this possible you know like how is this, this, this even possible so um for those that know the, the definitely the five percent nation really looked, you know they dressed like you know regular folk in the community but the Ansuru community was more like these white robes and um and crowns and um and they would be on the train and would, you know, approach you and tell you, hey, you know, we have some literature and would you be interested in checking it out? And they might be selling incense and, you know, and, and that was, was their vibe. So they were a little bit more identifiable.
2: Here's Onyx, the birthstone kid, talking about his bond
0: with the Dumalays. So a lot of us in Long Beach, we came from different crews. Right? Everybody had their own hip hop crew, you know, the breakdancing crew. And that was pretty much the formation of GYP because Sub Rock was a barber. And when you're a barber, you're getting all types of different guests and company, everybody from all over the neighborhood is coming into your home. So he was a unifier by his skill, but his mindset and his heart was such that, you know, barbers or contact professions, they have an ability to be able to provide therapy. They're good ears, they listen to you. So that's Sub Rock was the glue, he was the gel. You know, Doom as an older brother. He was always in the other room, most times, studying his craft. But there's another incident that took place to bring me a little bit closer to them. One day as I passed by their house, about two or three houses down, there was a mean dog. You know, back in the days, everybody had big dogs. Now they have these little pet toy dogs. They're real little and cute and all that. But back in the days, early to mid 80s, they had mean dogs, a lot of mutts. This particular dog named King, was a vicious dog. So, as I said my hellos, my peace, my salams to Doom and Sub and the rest of the team that was there, I began my journey to 7 Eleven. But before I got far, that mean mutt named King chased me back towards their house. They all scrambled, they knew the code, so they all ran inside the house. Now, I knew me wasn't that close, so I couldn't make it in the house. But when I ran on the porch, you know, as they jumped through the windows and ran in the door, they closed the window. So we wasn't that good of friends yet. So I went to push the window back up, like I'm getting in here. And my hand went through the window, which I have a cut here to this day. The glass shattered, but that broken glass created a bond between me and those brothers because I had to get seven stitches. And my brother, God bless him, Sub Rock, that day woke up me to the ER room to get stitched up. And we became, became that much closer after that. Onyx,
2: Doom, and Sub Rock, did more than just create a bond between themselves. They bonded the entire GYP and me into a family. We broke bread together. We made Salat together. We even fasted Ramadan together. We built a community within the community and Long Beach was no longer that long. It was a small, tight unit of friends who all believed that we could all come up together and do great things together as long as we stuck together. And that's exactly what we did. As I remember, it was right around the time that we were working on the demo, to shop the demo. Um, We had just, and it was interesting too, because we were on set, it was one of the videos, and we had made KMD shirts, not promo shirts, but just KMD shirts. You know, we had a guy in Valley Stream that would make us shirts like cheap. But I mean, we'd make a shirt. So we'd make shirts all the time. Um, and Subrock and, and Sev made KMD shirts, you know, the Sambo with the big, you know, Ghostbuster thing, uh, and they came on set, and Lionel Martin freaked out, and he cut, and he's like, "Yo, you get that out of here, you get, you know, you get that," and he and he felt like it was like a defamatory, negative connotation about black people. And Sub Rock, at 15, 16 years old, is enlightening Lionel, like on set, explaining what this logo means and what the identity of the group was. And
4: Lionel was blown away. It was obviously no blackface. It was something um, that I thought had um, some conscious to it, you know what I mean? Some social conscious to it. And I actually have uh, the shirt, because I got one. And I, I, I wish I still had it because I cherished it. And some of the videos that I did later in life, you'll see me wearing that shirt. I remember very specifically on a Stevie Wonder set, I had that T-shirt on, you know, so it was really special to me.
2: And not only was we blown away, but then he wanted like some shirts for himself. And there's actually images, I believe, of him on like the Bell Biv DeVoe sets and the other sets wearing uh, that shirt that we gave him. Um, But I believe that the guys came up with the name right a a little bit after the Cactus album came out. And I think that Onyx and Subrock and Zev all kind of came up with it. And and this I do remember, I believe, you know, because Friday nights and Saturday nights basically was when we would all go to Subrock and Daniel's basement to get edge ups the whole neighborhood and I mean Subrock would literally be cutting heads until five o'clock in the morning his his I mean his clippers must have been like red hot like it I mean it was just the whole neighborhood because everybody was getting things cut in the back of their head. I would get the third base, somebody, you know, um, Emus would get something, Quest would get, I mean, they all had like amazing designs on the back of their, their head. So we'd be there all night. Um, and this one night, Daniel and Subrock were like, yeah, we're going to call the group KMT. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's dope. I just thought it was one of the dopest names like I'd ever heard. But I don't know what the you know, the genesis of that was. To explain the name, here's Onyx, the birthstone kid.
0: We were conscious young individuals. The, the old school graffiti crew was called, causing much damage. But when we became conscious, we decided to make that a positive cause in a much damaged society. Society was damaged because of all the ills that plagued black and brown people. We didn't have that knowledge of ourselves. The schools didn't teach us such. So we took it upon ourselves to travel into Bushwick, Brooklyn, almost every other Sunday to study and learn a little bit more of our culture and our history. We began teaching that, so we became community organizers. We held meetings. We had youths of young ladies and young men, maybe 200 in number. where we meet and we discuss our history, we were self-taught in that regard. With the group name now solidified, I've always been
2: asked, how did MF Doom get the name Zev Love X? Well, here's Onyx to explain how.
0: A lot of people don't know that Doom's name, his rap name backwards, was Zev Love X. Zev Love X means X evolves. He took the teachings of Malcolm X and incorporated that into his rap name to be able to achieve and accomplish by any means necessary. With the group now formed and the name of the band now solidified,
2: all that needed to happen was my group needed to become superstars. And the group third base did just that. Our first single, Step Into the AM, became a gold single. And with the help of KMD, our next single not only became the biggest record of our careers, but a phrase in sports some 30 years later. And it was all because of the Cadillac, a 45-minute ride to Roosevelt Field Mall, and a bunch of guys just trying to get some girls' numbers. Stay tuned for episode three of Did I Ever Tell You The One About MF Doom? Did I Ever Tell You The One About MF Doom Podcast is a timeless podcast company production. Executive produced by Chantel Barron, Michael Barron, and Eric DJ Eclipse Wynn. Co-produced and mixed by Brett Epic Mazer. Sound design and sound editing by Nick Diggler DeVila. Research Director Miles J. Barron. Senior Creative Director Martin Norton for Poison Pen Graphics. Graphic Design Director Shai Harari for H1 Media. Featuring Ben Klingon, Dell of the Hieroglyphics Crew, Dimbaza Dumale, Dinko D of Leaders of the New School, Graham Poopa Maxwell, Jason DeMarco, Just Blaze, Curious George, Coti, Lionel the Vid Kid Martin. Lord Jamal, Lord Seer, Miles Brown, M.F. Grimm, Milo from Leaders of the New School, Onyx the birthstone kid of KMD, Prince Power Rule, Ralph McDaniels, Talib Kwali, Tanji Dumale, Tom Brown, Wild Child, Yasin Bey, and Young Guru. Special thanks to the City of Long Beach, Mark Healy and the Rockaway Wave, Far Rockaway Queens, New York, Brandon G, Tom Wheelie, Ben King, Stephen S. Sidman, and Video Music Box. Timeless podcast sound design voiceover, Tembisa Mashaka. Music cues and scoring for this podcast have been provided by Portal, that's P-R-T-L. Music comes in all vibes, so lo-fi should too. Welcome to Portal, the world's first lo-fi music in all genres for all types of music fans. Whether you love hip hop, reggaeton, country, alt rock, EDM, or even bassa, Portal has lo-fi vibes to match your music tastes. Find Portal on YouTube or Spotify or anywhere you listen to lo-fi. Portal. P-R-T-L. Lo-fi for every vibe.